0: One more time. Let us pray. Gracious living God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for the gift of your word. We give you thanks for this chance to come before you. Uh, We give you thanks uh, that we can know you more. So God, guide us that we may do exactly that. We may know you more in this time. In Jesus' most holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good evening, friends. Um, And welcome to another fun-filled edition of Scripture Talk, uh, the podcast where we do exactly that. Um, we talk about scripture. Um, if you are joining us for the first time, uh, you have picked Boop. a strange moment uh, <laughs> to join the show. Um, because this is also, um, as as we tease, I've only been teasing for a couple weeks because it's not something I really like to dwell on. Um, this is our last uh, run um, as a scripture doc. And so I am Pastor Jay Comstock. With me, as ever, is Sister Brandi Dudley,
1: Pastor Scott Ketchup. And on the ones and twos. Yeah. Stacey
0: Tyler. Yeah, and so yeah, immediately, actually, literally, immediately following the show, so my moving truck shows up at nine a.m. tomorrow, um, and so uh, this studio go. You can see boxes. Uh, the background of Brandy's shot looks weird, weirdly blank. You can tell that I've been guarding my actual desk, um, but just the shelves that are visible are the only things with things on it. Every other shelf around Stacey um, is blank. There's a, a box in the back back of Scott's shot. Um, there's a whole bunch of boxes in the back of my. Anyways, that we are very much in the thing. Of packing, um, I packed up my office today, um, and so yeah, this is uh, this is our last show. Um, but here's the thing about preaching, right? Uh, we're gonna do at the end of the show, we're gonna do some like a um, let's talk about our time together. Uh, but the work of preaching doesn't stop, nope, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so all of us have a text to preach on. And so we need to talk about scripture because this is this show, not to lift the curtain, right? But we we talked about this before. Like, this is part of the sermon writing process. Um, And so, since we all have a sermon to write and deliver on Sunday, um, let us dive into our scripture, uh, which is one that I've been reflecting on a lot lately, um, which is Acts 2 42 through 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and prayers. Awe came upon everyone, because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved." This is a very short snapshot, right? But it's one that I think has captured the Christian imagination um, for you know since it was written, right? Mm-hmm. Um, since since Luke put those words um, down on paper, it is that here is this moment where all the things that Jesus talked about, that how we could live, how we could be, what the power of the Spirit could form, happened. It all clicked. And the thing you also have to keep in mind is that Luke didn't see this himself. Luke's not around yet. This is the same, you know, think about your Bible for a second. Actually, think about your Bible often. But think about the structure of your Bible for a second. Um, Yeah. Uh, You know, Pentecost was 10 10 verses ago. Right. This is one of the first things that happens, right? It is Pentecost. It is Peter gives a sermon, um, which goes on for a long time. Um, it is a whole bunch of new people get baptized. And then we get this very brief snapshot yeah. um, of it all coming together. And so one of the things I've wrestled with in thinking about this text um, is, is this Luke being nostalgic um, there is certainly an element of nostalgia in all of Acts, right? Because um, Luke is writing after the fact and often writing things that he himself did not get to see. Um, but I always want to challenge us that there's something more than nostalgia here. Because always, and anything that happens after Pentecost, we have the same tool set that they have. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? Um, and so if Luke, the people that Luke are writing about could get it right, so can we. The question only is not can we, it's will we.
2: You know, uh, one of the things I like about this, um, Scripture has a lot of examples or nods to what the perfection will be when we're in heaven. Right. This is showing the peace working correctly here and now, not... After we've crossed the veil. This is not some glad morning. Yeah, this is not some glad morning. This is the here and now. And I don't really think it's nostalgia. I think it's, hey, guys, here's what it looked like when everything was working. We have a lot of hits and misses here and now. But this, look, it does work. Here's the example of it. So let's keep this in mind as we work to stay in this area. And, And quite honestly... You know, um, you know, I was I was mentioning earlier when it talks about that having all things in com- common. It's that Greek word koinonia, yeah, which means communion, fellowship, uh, this belonging to something, and and that's what is going on here. This idea that they were all in, uh, you know, not a Honda, but they were in one Accord, one accord. You know, yeah.
0: yeah. And
3: but, then too, it just shows the Holy Spirit actually works. It actually right. yeah. was there. What it's supposed to do was to bring people together, empower them to. Bring the church together, and this snapshot, like you said, is what church is supposed to look like.
2: And what's great in this is there's unity. Yeah. And with that unity, there's that nifty people were added to their numbers uh-huh. daily. Uh huh. And I think there's a yeah. correlation there.
0: That <laughs> we definitely Luke, Luke seems to think so too, right? Luke puts those sentences real close together, right? That this, because it is seeing something that is remarkable in this world Yeah. division is not remarkable right division does not take work it's the to me and you've i've said this on the show before before a lot but i like to say it one more time um division our our ability to divide sits at the core of original sin mm-hmm. you ask me what is original sin right um it has very little to do um and it has very little to do with apples and has everything to do with our ability um, to, de- to be divided, right? You think about Cain and Abel, right? What sits at the root of Cain and Abel? Some of the early, early sins. It is our ability to divide ourselves. You think about over the course of biblical history, you have the northern kingdom and the southern King- kingdom being separated. You have Paul being run out of the synagogues. You have all of these things. And so division among God's people is not remarkable. What is remarkable? It's letting the Holy Spirit work on us and connect us. And it does not say. Um, this is why I, I like I, I like the the joke about Hondas because uh, it is legitimately funny. Yeah, Hondas. Um, yeah. But it is. I like that it does not say they're in one accord. It says they held things in common yeah. because one accord implies they always all agreed and they yeah. just didn't. No. Right. It's just not possible and so they held things in common and worked together to me even though they did not agree and i think that that's part of the power of the witness right when you see a diverse group of people bonded together powerfully for a common purpose that's attractive Uh well you know
1: it's it's like uh it, it goes all the way back to the garden of eden yeah uh you know when they uh eve gave him the fruit to eat adam he uh and God came along and went, "Well, who told you to do this?" And the first thing that man Adam did was
0: what well, she made me do it. No, she didn't. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well,
1: yeah, you're saying, right. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely pointed, right though. She pointed
0: at him huh? and went, "Hey, it was his. Yeah. No, it was his
3: fault.
1: no, it, was, it, it divided them. Right? Which get, which goes and correlates along with the, what you said, you know, uh, the original sin. It it divides because as soon as
0: they ate from that that tree, What happened? Division. Right. And so that's why I say unity is remarkable. Mm -hmm. Division is not. And
2: Division comes easy.
0: When Mm -hmm. we think that unity is impossible, what we are saying is not, says nothing about God, and says everything about our lack of faith. Right? When we say that, oh, we can never be united with this division is inevitable, I go, well... God seems to indicate otherwise. And that should hit us really hard um, in 21st century America, in the 21st century Methodist movement, right? That should hit us really yeah. hard. Mm-hmm. Um I'll be honest, this is not the only time in the past month and a half I've preached on this. There's another, um, and some of what I wrote for that sermon will show up in, the, in this upcoming one. But I, I have been reflecting on this text a lot um, in this moment we find ourselves in the United, Method, in United Methodism. Um, the people keep telling me this is, like, division is how it has to be. And I keep going back to Luke, to Luke 2, Acts 2, 42 through 47. I go back to Luke's words, I go back to this image, and I go, well, we have the same tool sets that they have. Mm-hmm. And so, if it was possible for for them it's as possible for us
2: and when you look at the disciples that jesus specifically chose he picked people from very different backgrounds and at this point that he's talking about here in acts it's grown even considerably to include people from all over the world i mean out of that three thousand, you had that uh peter's first sermon brought in Uh you had people from all over the world that were there for the day of pentecost and you know, what was going on in the Jewish tradition, you know, uh, hospitality was big and they were really big on that during uh, times of feasts. So what's really going on here is they're just carrying on that, hey, we should love and treat each other with respect and get along and take care of each other idea. They're just continuing on because it's a natural outgrowth of what was moving in their hearts from what God was doing.
0: And if you go back to what the prophets are mad about, the prophets are often mad when we get this stuff wrong. Right. This is not, like this image of it working. These are not new ideas to God's people, right? Yeah. So much of the law and the prophets talk about hospitality, talk about just as you were once strangers in a strange land, take care of the strangers and the poor among you, uh-huh. right? And often when you get run out into exile, when you get a prophet um, who gets on a flyer and has a lot of things to say. Um, it's because they ha- you haven't yeah. cared for one another, right? You have not done this unifying work. You have let class or poverty or difference divide you and make you feel like you can get out of the biblical call to hospitality. I I'm guess guessing. this is
3: why my eyes keep getting crossed up at the issues that we're dealing with right now uh-huh. in said church because we're supposed to be united and we're together being one accord, yet we're constantly trying to find ways to get divided and—, and put This policy in so we can be divided when we got the real example right here in the word to well, be united.
1: Be, well, it's because division is the word of the day, and, and that's what and it's I, easy, it's
2: easy, and, and, yeah. and it's been a word for a long time. And uh, I'll come to that in a second. I just want to point a couple of cool, yeah, yeah, cool things. Uh, Joe had mentioned that it looks empty behind Brandy, yeah, uh-huh. it, it does. Uh, I'm we crying. see that uh, Elliot made an appearance behind you at some point, yeah, he so is it's in cat, back of shot, you know, <laughs> and uh, then Jeannie said, No, people are. Are divided, And I think that's part of the reason he's pointing this in here is that because division is more of a natural thing, but in with a move that God was doing, hey, look what's going on. They're working together. They're having things in common. And I think that is because of what the spirit was doing. And he is highlighting that this is abnormal outside of God but with God this is and should be normal
0: and it remains abnormal I will be the first to tell you it yeah. remains abnormal but that's because we get this wrong more than we get this right that division is our natural state but division is not of God right we think about the Trinity the idea of the Trinity right the theological our theological understanding of who God is that God in God's self is community yeah is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Creator, Redeemer, Sustainer, um, all living in perfect accord. They are actually living in one accord, right? Um, And we even see... How, like, stra- you know, Jesus gives us a window for when there are strains within that relationship. Mm-hmm. Back to the Garden of Gethsemane, right? I only get to talk about this one more time, right? Back to the Garden of Gethsemane. Um, you see Jesus going, do I really have to do this? And God the Father says, yes, you do. And Jesus says, not my will, but yours, right? And you, so you see that they, they don't always, apparently, even within the Trinity, the, even within what theologians awkwardly call the Godhead, mm-hmm. which is, a, this is mm-hmm. your word for the day, Um there isn't always perfect agreement, yet it gets worked out, and so God lives in perfect community. Okay, I just Scott, you're now in charge of chat. My tablet okay. just died. Um, there's a great comment that came in from Joe, and I was about to read it, and then my yeah. tablet went blank. Um, but uh, so community sits at the heart of God, and community sits at the heart of who we're supposed to be, and we get this window that this is. Not the impossible task. this is not the thing left left to be some glad morning when this life is or in the way that like an end to suffering really is only for this glad some mm-hmm. glad morning. this apparently is for the here and now um and I'm just reading the book right I have my you know I, have my, I still have I've not packed this Bible right I'm just reading what's in here friends <laughs> it, Luke seems to tell tell me it happened once.
2: All right, the uh, comment uh, coming in from Joe, uh, the thing about trials, some trials, everyone feels attacked, and when that happens, everyone binds together. Right. But if you create trials that have unequal effects, people will divide. best way to control the people is divide them within. and. Yeah, that's true. We've often, you know, I I do a counseling inside a a prison, and uh, we often point out that there are far more prisoners than there are uh, correctional officers running that farm. And the only reason that they maintain security is because none of the prisoners can come together and cooperate and work together, and they also physically keep them separated with the bars and the built of the system. And so that's what's going on. Whether it's the enemy, uh, you know, that does exist, or our own. fallen nature, we we have this tendency to separate that uh, God is trying to work through to bring us that connection to him, which then translates to everyone else. Uh, One of the coolest things when you talked about the uh, Trinity, I remembered uh, in my uh, systematics, uh, Professor uh, Dr. um, Baker Fletcher uh, had said that the Trinity operates as God as a whole in a, this unique dance within right. themselves wow. yeah. and then invites us to join that right. dance. So it's all about community. He is living and existing in community. He invites us to it. And then we, as his representatives here, are supposed to invite others into
0: that same community. And so some of this is part of my, you know, multi-year long pitch of why is church so important? Right, and this is just this isn't just me as church pastor, or even me as person who you know travels the world trying to turn around churches. But like, why have I done that? Why have I given my life over to the work of building up churches? Right, um, I understand it is the thing I keep getting keep getting sent to do. Why is it the thing I keep agreeing to do? It sits at the heart of this passage, that what happens in a life of faith. Cannot truly be lived out alone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? We have this myth. Um, and I think it is a myth in like a particularly form of Western American Christianity um, that I'm just going to, I, you know, I, I, I can just be a believer by myself because all this is, is fire insurance and I believe in God. And so I'm going to heaven. Um, and so I've got this Christian thing filled out and I can do it alone by myself. Um, and that, and I don't need this church thing and I don't need these other people thing. And this isn't really about community except that's just, so first of all, that's not biblical, Right. Find, like, find it in the Bible for me, right? Where, where Jesus or Jesus or Paul or Timothy or Luke or Peter or James or John. Mm. Find me where any of them says, do this by yourself and you're fine, right? Um, because something really important happens when we're in community. Um, and this, you know, one of the underlying themes of my ministry is Bonhoeffer's life together. Um, and what Bonhoeffer points out in that book is just a real fundamental thing. And you see it playing out to a really full extent here in Acts chapter two. Um, that is, you want to, you want to know where God is in your life? Look at how the other people are loving you and moving. Uh You want to know where God's forgiveness is for you? It's when you've received forgiveness for another. You want to know when you get to do the work of God? It is when you forgive another. Right. Uh Um, And so to take the community out of there, um, uh, uh, Wachto loves their three legged stool. I have my own three legged stool. Um, And uh, and one of them is community. Yeah. Right. Because that seems to be we look at also we look at the connective tissue between Old and New Testament. um, Salvation really matters. I'm not taking that out of it. Right. But salvation begins something. It does not end something. And what it begins is your sanctification within community. As John Wesley would put it, there is no holiness without social holiness. Uh Um, Because to truly live out a faith is to live it out so that you are impacting others positively. And you are allowing yourself to be impacted by others positively. Well, so a
1: perfect example is, when the pandemic happened uh-huh.
0: and you remember
1: that we were online only for a while there, <laughs> we could have easily just kept that on. And we should have just went like, Oh church, don't worry about it. You know what? We, we got this on new online thing and, and just everybody been alone in their, in their, and just their, in their house. and, and
0: But, but, uh, but also but you
1: remember, but, but you remember how painful that was and how, yeah. how joyful it was when we all came back uh-huh, together in uh-huh. the building
0: and you can fill the Holy Spirit, fill that church immediately. And we did all that online stuff in order to create at least some, some simulation of that, right? Yeah. To not, because I could have very much said, hey, I'm, I'm on break, right? I get 12 weeks off right. because I can like, my job isn't a building, right? right? My job has a building um, and it has a format that has been around for 2,000 years and I, I can't do that um, and so I'm not gonna do anything and instead what we did is we were online twice a day five to six days a week
1: right, which, um, was, which was my point
0: because we wanted to create at least some simulation I understand for some folks they loved it they ate it up and for some folks it just it didn't feel right but it was the thing we could do yeah. and why we poured so much energy in it isn't not I'm not I don't actually like looking at my own stupid face on camera I still do it a lot and really don't like it Um <laughs> it's just not like, you know, I, I'm sure y'all don't like it very much either, but I certainly, I like it. I guarantee I like it less than y'all do. Um, but I did that and we leveraged that and, uh, and the, all four of us were on a lot, um, because we wanted, we knew the gathering together mattered and that was the tools that we had to do it.
2: Uh, another comment in from Joe, uh, the thing you love most is the thing you grab onto when all burns down around you. Uh-huh. Uh, I was reading that when, uh, uh, Stacey was doing the walk down uh, COVID lockdown uh, yeah. lane, and I, I chuckled because the first thing that popped in my head was apparently that was toilet paper. Yeah.
0: Charmageddon. Uh, <laughs> it was. Right. Charmageddon. But, but I want us, like, <laughs> I don't want us to mis-tell the story of the pandemic. Right? No. Because one of the beautiful things about the pandemic is it didn't become a zombie movie. Uh Right? Um, Yay. It didn't. Like, we didn't necessarily pass it with flying colors, but we also didn't dissolve right? We were ro- royally tested and sure, there were <laughs> bad and dumb things that happened and no one should hoard toilet paper. That is really stupid Ooh. but more than that, it was neighbors getting things for neighbors. It was people helping one another. It was community um, and it shouldn't only be the major disasters that lead us in that direction.
2: Right, I just said introverts rejoiced, extroverts went through international crisis.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, well but, but I think like introverts need community too. It might happen in different ways, right? Yeah. Um, but introverts need community too. That again, it it happens in different ways. It yeah. looks different, perhaps. But humans are wired for community, and a true life of faith is wired for community. And so, this is about this is part of the my my drumbeat insistent. This is about more than salvation, because this is about more than salvation.
3: And our spirits need community. Yeah. I'm reading some devotion. Uh, on my Bible app about the, the difference between the soul and the body and the spirit. And mm-hmm. the spirit has needs of, of wanting. And if you have a, a sense of rejection, it feels horrible. It doesn't complete yeah. you. So when you have community in your life, it gives you a sense of hope that that needs are to be filled in your spirit and your spirit can grow and flourish in God and you can have a great relationship with God and your neighbors when you have community in your life.
0: Well, so this, yeah, I mean, exactly, right? The the people who I just I don't ever see God in my life. Well, look, look a look around, um, yeah. and B, um, exactly. like our, like find a community, right? Like, hey, this is we, and maybe this is just because I am not a mystic, and so forgive me, Brandy, um, <laughs> but God has given you a mechanism by which God is going to move in your life. Right? Yeah. You are looking for God to move in your life. There is an obvious answer. That you were ignoring. It is go to church. Go to church, people. It is go to church. And I don't mean that like there's something special about the building. We worship in a freaking golf course restaurant. It's not about the building, it's It's about the people. Go to church. You want to find God? Go to church. You can find God other places. I'm not putting God in a box. But like all these people, I just, I don't know. I just never feel God moving in my life. Go inside a church
3: yeah on the mag right
0: like it's just or
2: two or more are gathered together yes I am And so uh, that's what it takes, you know. You're like, well, well, well church. Well, like we said, it's the people, people not really? the where. Right. And so when they are gathered together, God's going to be there in the midst, according to what He promised in Scripture. Right. I know and that
0: so, God can be anywhere, right? But well, there's no. a place where God always is. in the church
2: Yeah. It's like it's like where, where do I go look? Well, how about starting here at
0: a church? And then <laughs> if you're not feeling at that church, this town has a hundred of them. <laughs> yeah, take a peek. <laughs> right, but
3: like, see, like I got a, a different. And start off by
2: praying to him while you're
0: there
1: too yeah uh-huh. people ask me all the time you know how do you know God exists and everything walk outside and touch a tree
0: well sure but like I go outside no, and yeah, experience but, it but, I, mean, but I, I understand right that in some ways for a lot of folks that's an argument that le- that reads hollow um, that you can you know oh yeah, I just see God in nature some people do I happen to but some people don't right um, because for them nature is just the given nature is just going to be there tree. Uh, um, but, that is why I say, like, if you are wondering how God is moving in your life, and you are not moved by nature, and you wonder where you can, exp- does, how do I know God loves me? God loves you. God calls you to be a part of a community where you can experience God's love. Yep. Right? Like, that's that's the thing. That's the magic of it. That's church. And,
1: and what better place to do it around other Christians? Well, and, the
0: whole point.
1: And here's an interesting side to that.
2: That means that we, as the church, uh-huh. Uh-huh. need to make that place yeah, where people feel loved, uh-huh. where people are accepted, uh-huh. and people... Can find that community, and I so wish that the camera had been on you because I totally saw the uh, Kermit
0: drinking. Yeah, Uh
2: (laughs) well, right. So, to the
0: to the people who are wondering where God is, I say go to church. To the church, I say be Be the church. church. Uh Right, that like we have to remember that what we are doing here is of deep spiritual import. That this stuff, this stuff we do, is in some ways life or death. Yeah, It may not feel that way to us because all we're doing is putting on VBSs and it all can feel like the Lions Club or, I don't know why I always, because I have a bad experience with the Lions Club, that's why. <laughs> I was like, why do I always pick on the Lions? Oh no, I remember, right? Um, and that what we're doing is far more than the Lions Club. What we're doing is theoretically being an outpost of heaven on earth. Yeah, That's what we're supposed to be. And so you're right, Scott, that this, this, to those who are wondering, where is God in my life? Well, y- there's a place you should be able to find God. And if, but that then puts the responsibility on us to be yeah. the place where, where people can find God.
3: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Hey, Prime example, the, uh, yesterday I went to Walmart as I got back from uh, Teague and I saw two of our little VBS children. They ran ah, up to me. Nice. Jess, yeah, out of nowhere, just, hey, how you doing? And. They're their mom and dad was there. They they just said they were so happy to be there and they wish they can go back. I said, pumpkin patch in October, come on, we do the same thing, even bigger. But that love that we show to those kids right. in VBS still radiates in us and through us in a community mm-hmm. where they recognize that and they ran toward
1: it. Well, just like I had the same experience um, about a month, month and a half ago when I was in Tyler, yeah. we were at Golden Corral. And we're sitting there eating, and I went up to get a dessert, and I don't remember the young lady's name, but I remember her from a, our youth group, and she just comes running out to me from nowhere. It's Mister Stacy, I love you. Where have yeah. you been? You know, and I'm just like, I was just like, wow. <laughs> sit over there in the corner. Why? What? Yeah. You
2: know, wow, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know that uh, you know, there's that hymn that says, uh, "They will know that we are Christians by, by love." love. Yeah. Um. Joe says, uh, I like to think I'm good at my gift. I do my best with music on or alone or with one another. When it's done and everyone is blessed from it, I then feel God's joy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and that that is, again, uh like you're supposed to get something out of it too, right? Like you're not supposed to be a a, a vessel only emptying yourself, right? You are also filled both by the act of love. You feel God moving within you in that. Mm -hmm. um, And then also when other folks love you, right? That this... Um, and this is where we are not Jesus, um, but even Jesus uh, was cared for by his friends. That's right. Right? Um, and we don't necessarily catch as many glimpses of that because it's just not what the gospel writers are there for. But, like, they all cared for one another. One of the first things that we I've said this a hundred times, right? One of the first things that Jesus did is he found 11, 12 friends to journey with. Um, uh-huh. And so it <laughs> is—, it is a powerful thing um community matters and perfect community is possible if only we will use the tool sets the tool set of the spirit that we we have that same tool set we are and and, you know i i i I deeply dislike i apparently deeply dislike this modern era um but it is this like
3: ah we're just so divided
0: okay great um, stop, being divided. stop being divided come together and if you say it's impossible right over me yeah. if you say it's impossible you're not doubting yourself <laughs> you're doubting God yep right yeah okay. this is one of those like this is one of the to me this, this is one of those like put up or shut up kind of moments right, yeah. right. where um, do we believe or not right when we say we're impossibly divided then do we believe or not If you think we are possibly divided, then God is indeed dead. This is the actual meaning of the Nietzsche quote, by the way, that God is dead and we killed him, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Nietzsche is not making a judgment on the existence of God or not. I suspect Nietzsche is an atheist, but that's not relevant to that quote. I know it ends up being this whole movie, but that whole movie misunderstands the meaning of the Nietzsche quote. Um, The meaning of the Nietzsche quote um, is God is dead and we killed him um, because uh, God may or may not exist, but Christians certainly don't act like God exists. Right. And that's the problem, right? Um, and so,
2: it's church, we got to do better.
0: Church, yes. we got to do better. Um, this gets at, um, and I'll land it here, and then we're going to do some reminiscing. But um, so there's this theologian, Karl Barth. I've mentioned him a lot. Um, Karl Barth um, is writing in the early 20th century. Um, he's he's alive. He's Bonho One of Bonhoeffer's teachers, right? So we're talking like you know, early in the middle of last century. That was the 20th century. was indeed last century. Um, She's writing, you know, a little under 100 years ago. Um, And he is writing after Nietzsche has done his writing. And so he is reflecting on Nietzsche. And what Karl Barth is trying to answer the question is, is God dead? In a real way, what Karl Barth is wrestling with is, is God dead? And Karl Barth says, no, but so much of what we do in church is not about God, it's about us. Uh And He sees this as a problem, right? Um, That we hang around for the times that God legitimately breaks through. My point is, let's do a lot more of letting God break through and making church a lot less about us. Amen. A lot less about what makes us comfortable. A lot less about what makes us feel good. It's not that we can't feel good, but we should not be there deliberately seeking just what makes us feel good. We should be deliberately seeking the revelation of God, which, by the way, can be really troubling sometimes.
3: <laughs> oh,
0: yes. Because God's going to call you to love people you don't want to love. Mm. Right? God is going to call you to love in ways you're not comfortable of loving. God is going to, as God does to everyone else in the Bible, push you, but also comfort you and heal you. Yeah. But may we indeed be the church that is, as, that use Bart's language, that is the inbreaking of the kingdom of God. May that be what we be. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, may heard, we look like Acts 2, I, 42
1: through 47. Amen. I heard something the other day on, on I was watching YouTube and uh, I forgot the guy's name, but uh, he said, uh, you know, all those people out there that are that, that they love Satan, they're Satanists and they were claimed to love Satan. Well, guess what? They love and love is God.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, I know it's you know, satanism like modern wicca is a joke, right? Yeah. Like I'm sorry. sorry, like it's just as bad. Um, anyways, um we are we're 35 minutes into the show. Um, I got real, pa- I got real heated. I real passionate about this thing. Um, but I I also recognized like this is our last show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um this is uh Scripture Talk started as a conversation between Scott and I. Four um years four ago. almost four years ago. Yeah. Um, where he was feeling led to do some online ministry. Um I had a background um in podcasting. Um and so we launched the original show uh back in August, September of of 2018. Um and uh, it was originally an uh unsustainable uh pre uh, pre-produced video version. Yeah. Um and then a prayer walk um in November of 2018. Um Um, we had to burn that version to the ground. I just couldn't do it anymore. It was four hours of post-production every week. Ain't no one got time for that. Um, and, and so oh, oh. Stacy's like, What if we did it as a podcast? I'm like, Yeah, what if we did it as a podcast?
2: Uh, as, right. Yeah, and start talking about the ways of doing it live. And, and ways uh, of
0: doing it live and doing it live to tape um, and having the live audience version. And so in November November of 2018, yeah. uh, we launched this version of the show. We date it to the original version, but that original version, we couldn't keep doing it. It was yeah, too much. We, we just we changed um, the. And so Stacy, that's when Stacy came on as producer. Um, and then Brandy uh, joined in chat. Um, yeah, she, she started was off as one of the guests. As one of the, as one, of the one of the guests in the chat. Um, and then when she finished an obligation uh, to the community choir um, in December of 2018, uh, she agreed to come on as what was then the third mic of, yeah. of Scripture Talk. And then uh, at some point... Um, we added the fourth mic and had a producer that talks which actually back to uh, the cake and bourbon tradition the producer that talks is another tr- buzz out loud tradition um, they had their producers always were on microphone um, and so we had our uh, producer join as the everyman which is a good mm-hmm. role for the producer right it's it was three I, I, became,
1: I became Fred from the Howard Stern show
0: yeah I mean yeah in a, in a very real way and so you know that um, we have done if you do the math we've done close to 200 episodes yeah. um, we have barely missed a week Week mm-hmm. in four years um and you know i've missed a few weeks but. sure but but as a, well, show, as a show as a show, it's, it's show we've barely missed a week yeah. in four years right. there was a couple of weeks while i was on paternity leave uh where it all just got a bit much um there was uh early some on issues and in, in that we've had tech issues with early on in the pre-produced era it, at some point the production just fell apart on me i just didn't you know i like video editing but it was too much um and so, this version of the show has been around for about three and a half years, and in three and a half years, um, we've barely missed a show. Um, and that is that is remarkable. And, and so, I just, you know, um, I certainly have enjoyed... Um, uh, kind of driving this show. I don't, I don't really think of myself as the like host. I really just think of the one of the, I'm the driver, right? Um, head you
2: know, button pusher. I, yeah. you know,
0: I, I came, I came into, I came into the show with several hundred podcasts under my belt. Um, and so I've kind of been, I've kind of been the driver. I'm also the one who picks the scripture. Um, right. I have, I have the head writer role, right? Like I am, I am John for this show. I am John Oliver, right? So John Oliver is lead writer of last week tonight. He's also the host of last week tonight. Um, and so I play, you know, the the John Shout Stewart, out to John Oliver. It's, but it's how all those shows work, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, the person that you see on camera um, is not just, um, a a monkey who's handed a script. Usually that person is also driving the writer's room. Um, and so I'm the person who is kind of on camera one, but that's because I lead the writer's room. Right. Um, and I, I have the joy of sharing with some of my writers, um, and, and make this show happen. Um, but I just, you know, I, I, I open the floor. I talk a lot on the show for obvious reasons. Um, but you know, what has, what has the show meant to y'all? You go first, Scott.
2: <laughs> uh, well, it's been cool to see something that was a uh, a desire and a vision that I thought God was telling me to do bear fruit yeah. and last a while. Yeah. I mean, four years is a pretty good little uh, ministry. And for those that, you know, there's people saying they oh, will miss the show and all of that, the Scripture talk is dying, but there is already in place There's already talks a, of, 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 of what of the next new, version. what the next uh, move will be, but... One of the things I think, especially with... uh, And we were talking about this the other night. uh, What we've done here, and not just in Scripture Talk, but in our ministry, uh, really shows the proof and the pudding Mm. of the unity and the stuff working. You know, we we all come from very different uh, backgrounds, you know, trays, you know... uh, millennial techie with uh you know a good scholarly yeah head you got uh, a sister brandy coming out of an ame tradition and like dynamite a lot of power very small. Itty bitty living space. space. But um, coming in, and definitely the mystic. I mean, if if any of us are going to see Jesus in a cloud and a toast and yep. a whatever, it's going to be Redhead. her. Yeah. Uh, you got me. I'm in mean, you know transition, moving in a seminary, but uh, you know coming out of a Pentecostal background. And uh, Stacy, uh, as we like to say, you know the everyman. Th- he he is still. Though he's further along in his Christian walk than he was when he first started the, uh, being our editor, he he's still, in comparison, younger in the walk. And so oftentimes he brought with this a good, unique perspective that we would just take for granted right. sometimes because,
0: yeah. Of course it's that way. We've always known this. That's why you need, you know, that's why you need that role, right? You know, lift a little bit of the curtain behind the scenes. States, I don't know what I add to the show. And I keep reminding Stacey, you're not here because you know the Bible. You're here because you don't, right? You don't know it that well. And mo- and because most folks don't, right? Uh, most folks, you know, I have, you know, five years of university education specifically in Scripture, Right. Um, you know, I've been a pastor for nine years. I can't, I have no idea what normal people know about the Bible or don't know about the Bible. (laughs) At this point in my life, I've been on this journey since I was 19, right? Like I have no idea what a normal person who didn't, who doesn't live this stuff every day knows. Well, listen,
1: I'm going to tell you this, you know how much pressure it is for me to sit here? I'm, I'm, I'm basically sitting in front of the free scholars turn our own way yeah and mm-hmm. and i'm like you said i'm mr johnny no name that just uh, you know it's to that's what get. makes it work yeah, that's what made it work yeah but for me to sit here and try to interpret what you guys are saying and and and, and spit it back in my own language yeah. in my own way so other people that are like me
3: layman's terms
1: uh, yeah layman's terms exactly mm-hmm. man it's that's a difficult thing but it, you know. Praise God yeah, amen. for one, that he speaks through me like that. Because a lot of the times I don't know what I'm, 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 I don't come prepared. I don't. Right. I just sit down and I let the Lord speak through me. And this is something that Trey has taught me. This is something that Scott and Brandy have taught me. Shout out to Mike Hodson and some of the other people in my life that has, have taught me to do this. And just, this is what this, that's what this show means to me is it's been a learning experience. It's been an honor and a
0: pleasure to work with you guys. Sister
3: Brandy. Man, this has been quite an experience for me. I've been in this three years and it was quite an honor to be asked to join in on the on the team. And what's so unique about my journey with this is I came in as a layman. Yeah. And now I'm part of a pastoral team yeah. with two churches underneath my belt. And these scriptures that we discuss every week, they help me in my sermon writing. I've gone from preaching once a month mm-hmm. to
0: preaching every Sunday. Well, to preaching every – when you started on the show, you preach only every once in a while.
3: Right, yeah. once in a while, yeah. And then it
0: was once a month when, yeah. when Springfield came on board. Yeah. And now it's every week. Yeah, every
3: week now and stuff. And, and I go back and I either listen or reminisce what we just yeah. said on, yeah. on the podcast, and it really helps me. But what has been a joy for me is to be able to sit amongst co laborers and yeah. – Discussed a powerful word of God, and um, I'm trying to tear up y'all because this is this has been awesome. This has been great, and uh, quite an experience for me of being on a podcast, and yeah. you know, and uh, I wouldn't trade it in for nothing else to be with y'all, and uh, I love it, just love it.
0: Well, I think you know, I I, I, I y'all heard. I did a a thank you dinner for the ministry team, um, on Saturday night. Um, and and so y'all heard a a much extended version of the speech, but I think it is interesting, right? When we started the show, I was the only one preaching every week. Right. If you think about it, when we started this show, I was the only week in week out preacher. Um, and now three of us on the show preach every week, (laughs) every week. Right. Um, when we started the show, we collectively served one church. We served grace. Mm -hmm. Um, And now we serve five. And that's a real, like, that shows real growth. Um, That something important was happening here. Um, And one of the reasons why the show works is Brandy alludes to it, right? That this is part of our, right. y'all are getting, what y'all are actually getting is a window into the writer's room. Yeah. That what we did is, or what I, and this was intentional on my part, right? From the birth of the show, this is what I intended to do, was I don't have time to prep on another thing. I don't have time to prep on a scripture, another scripture, right? At that point, uh, I was prepping on two. At the peak of this, I was prepping on three, uh, Wednesday night, theology on tap, and Sunday morning. Now I'm I'm back to two. But I don't have time to prep another thing and another scripture. <laughs> So what if we talk about a scripture we're already going to have to talk about? Mm -hmm. And we externalize the brainstorming and the sharing of perspectives. And oftentimes you will hear ideas that happen on this show show up in probably a more thought through form in the sermon. Mm -hmm. And that's on purpose, right? That what y'all have been getting, what scripture talk is, is a function of the writer's room that Mm -hmm. I gather some of my writers um, and we talk through what we're going to be preaching on. And share ideas across diverse perspectives, and so I, it's not on accident um, that our last scripture is, is Acts two, right? Because my hope and prayer for this was this was a little window in Acts two, yeah, right, um, that we have, as Scott points out, right? You know, we have the scholar, we have the mystic, we have the recovering Pentecostal, um, and <laughs> not recovering, <laughs> right? And, and and we have the everyman, um, and we're all going to see these scriptures really differently. And that's powerful and that's important because all of those speak to the truth and reality of God. Um, and so as we, you know, um, as we play this show out, yeah. um, just remember that God is far bigger than you think God is. Hmm. And I hope that that's what this show has shown, that there's a lot more to Scripture than you think is there. Mm-hmm. And God is a lot bigger and moves in far more and more interesting ways than you alone, or I alone, can imagine. Amen. I am the better for Brandy's mysticism. I am the better for Scott's depth and detailed knowledge of scripture. I am the better for Stacy's pushing us to make this all comprehensible. Mm -hmm. My prayer is merely that they are better for my being a part of this. Yes, indeed. For I am certainly the better Oh, yeah. And we are all the better when we gather and let Scripture be something that we share together. Yeah, I knew in doing this show, I don't like one mic podcasts because to me, that's not the joy of podcasting. The joy of podcasting is you listen to it. You're you're listening in a conversation between good friends, and you feel like you're the in this case the fifth person at the table, right? That's always been my goal and I pray that we have reached that goal and that all of you at home are in some ways the better for this work, for this labor, this hundreds and hundreds of hours. Uh, we have been on air for more than a hundred hours. That's yeah. the math yeah. of a 30 minute, over 30 minute show. Yeah. We've been on the air for over a hundred hours in the hundred hours or so of content that we have made just in this show. I pray that you are the better for it oh, yeah. um, and that in some small way, we testify to the reality, to the mystery, to the power, and to the sheer size and scope and breadth of God. Mm-hmm. So if you uh, are interested in this kind of content, stay tuned to this channel. Yeah, There will be something after this. I am not going to plug our next episode because I have no idea what that will be. Because I got to tear this studio down and, and I got to...
2: Yeah, he leaves out. I, yeah. You know, I literally... My that. stuff gets
0: picked up tomorrow, right? I got one more Sunday. Um, and so so stay tuned stay tuned to this feed stay tuned to this channel um, if you have feedback by all means post it we'll read it it may not ever get read on air but we'll read it and we appreciate your messages over on our website palestinegrace.com slash videos on YouTube um, here on Facebook or email us gracechurchpalestine at gmail.com that email address isn't going anywhere in fact it's got a lot of our digital stuff set up all around that that address can't go can't anywhere can anywhere um, no. stay subscribed um, to the audio version of the show. Um, it's built off a back feed off of Grace's website. And so as soon as a new version of something like this comes up, I recommend using that feed, friends. Um, I'm going to show Ken how to do that. Um, and just if you're looking for it, subscribe to Scripture Talk in your, by Grace Church and your podcatcher of choice. Um, but I'll end this show the way I've ended every other one. Go in peace, to love and serve the, serve Lord. the Lord. And fear not, stay well. God is indeed with us.
1: By the way, shout out to Paul McCartney. Happy birthday. Yeah. 80 years old.
0: Not as 60. old as Shatner, yeah. that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Shatner's like like 60.
2: He uh, joined us uh, yeah. and, uh, Visitors and guests back then. We had uh, First Lady Muppet. Uh, yeah. The Larson family and
3: others.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's been a heck of a ride, friends. It's beautiful. Ow. And
3: I hate we're you. clear.
0: That's a wrap, friends.
3: Oh, boy.